You are listening to NetChurch's Go Viral podcast. Get ready and enjoy listening. Welcome to NetChurch's Go Viral series. Um, my name is Keely Morley. I'm the senior pastor of NetChurch along with my husband, Roy. And we really want to do this podcast series so that the everyday person knows how to talk to people about Jesus in a very normal, natural way. Sometimes people can be very weird about telling people about Jesus or they don't know how to, so there's the fear factor. And this series is all about you know, just equipping people into being able to tell people about Jesus in an easy, normal way. Today I've got two great guys with me and they're going to introduce themselves. I'm Duma Mabula, the youth pastor at Net Church Sitting Board. Roger Wally, I am the Woolwich pastor and young adult leader for all our locations. Brilliant. Well done for getting your name right this time, Reg. That was my position. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my position. This take three. <laughs> it was. So I'm going to start with you, Reg. Tell me, how did you find out about Jesus? Who told you? Yeah, so for me, uh, it was demonstrated and shown to me by my mum. Uh, really showed me what loving and serving Jesus looked like. Right. And then uh, dad really pushed us into going to church. And so because of that, my uncle's a pastor. Uh, he took us to, or took me to an event, and I remember sitting right up in the gods. And the preacher at the time was talking about how God loves you, he's for you, uh, mm. he died for you. Uh, and for me, that just really made sense. And I kind of felt this, this voice talking to me saying, hey, listen, this is, this is for you as well. Uh, now know that voice was God. Uh, so I went down to the bottom and uh, remember giving my life to Christ at that particular moment. How old were you then? Uh, I was about four, wow. four or five years old. Okay. Yeah. And then you said you had a recommitment. Yeah, so uh, fast forward a couple years, uh, my uh, senior pastor at a local church uh, was saying something similar. Uh, God loves you, he, he's for you. Uh, and so I recommitted myself to him um, a couple years after that. Did you understand that you were following Jesus or mm. did you just think you were following God? So I As think... In, you know, like a generic... Yeah, yeah. Know. So I think four years old was... Uh, I understand who God is. I, I'm awakened, so to speak, to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the recommitment was more specifically, oh, it's Jesus who has died for me, who has made a way for me. That was made a bit more clearer to me. But, yeah, vivid vivid thoughts and understanding of what was going on. And from six onwards, you've always followed Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, How so old are you now? Uh, I'm 30 in two weeks' time, I think. Wow, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Dumo, what about for you? Uh, so I have a similar story as Reg, where I grew up in a Christian home. So my parents take us to church every Sunday. Um, so I had heard the name of Jesus um, growing up. I was very aware that you know my family or my parents even followed Jesus, um, but I didn't take until I was about uh, seventeen, eighteen, when I went to a youth conference uh, at Audacious in Manchester, where the the speaker. Um, had a, a very simple and clear message um, about how even though Jesus died for us so many years ago, he still saw us today, um, sees mm. us now. He's seen us through all our mistakes and through all our troubles, and he still said, I'm still going to die for you. I still love you. Mm. Uh, and for me personally, that's a, that was a big thing because in films when they put in little hints uh, at the beginning of a film and they become even that become revealed at the end of a film. And you're like, oh, that makes sense now, that whole uh, glass-breaking moment. It was the same as the, the speaker was bringing about Abraham having to sacrifice his son. Uh, but before he could even do that, there was already a lamb um, there in a bush of thorns 
to be sacrificed. It was the same uh, kind of linking with Jesus. How, you know what, I've been through so much, but Jesus was still going to die for me. And he still loved me. It's uh, amazing to me you grew up in a Christian home and yet took you to 17, 18. Why do you think that was? What was the delay? I, I lived a very Luke, uh, lukewarm lifestyle. And oh. even though, you know, going to church, yeah, going to church doesn't essentially make you a Christian. Sure not. Um, and having that double life of I want to impress people in schools and, and my friends and everything. Um, but the difference was when I was taken away from the environment where I wanted to impress people, I was taken away from the environment where I had to feel like I had to impress my parents uh, to a place where it was just me. And yes, very the importance good. and understanding that being Christian is a personal relationship with Jesus. Mm. It's not about how much my parents love Jesus. Yeah, it's not yeah. about what yeah. my friends yeah, think about sure. Jesus. It's that personal relationship. And being taken away out of that environment, it spoke a lot more to me personally. Because my story is very different from both of yours in the sense of I grew up in a completely non-Christian home. I never heard about Jesus. We never talked about God ever, like faith. Right. We, I can remember going to church maybe once or twice for somebody's weddings mm. or I never went to a funeral as a child. But God, we I just we never spoke about him. Christmas was about Santa. It was it had nothing to do with Christ. <laughs> in all seriousness. So I was nineteen when someone first told me that Jesus died on the cross right. and I never knew who Jesus was. I'd never been invited to a church, no one ever invited me to a youth group. And I think sometimes we think that people know and yeah. they've decided they, they're not interested. When in actual fact there are millions in our nation who have never heard. Yeah. Who don't know. Yeah. So why do you think there's a lack of urgency with uh, disciples telling people about Jesus? I personally feel there's always an element of fear. Um, right. Yeah, some people, they feel like, you know what, they may feel called to speak to someone, um, but that whole, can I do it? Uh, that whole, um, can be awkward, don't know what I'm going to say, and then allow nerves and fear to sink in and to take hold of them. Um, and another aspect of it is people just wanting to take care of themselves and mm. taking care of their of their family. That whole understanding of it's me and my own. Um, so as long as you know them and their family are good, then everything's good. Everything's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they know Jesus. They go to church. Their family's good. That's all they need to do. But there is more to that. But that understanding is hard to shake sometimes. What do you think, Reg? Why is there a lack of urgency? I think uh, people are afraid of being rejected. Right. So um, I don't want to be rejected by my family. I don't want to be rejected by my friends and my work colleagues. Um, it's easy just to, to put on this this, this wall um, and we don't cross that, that divide. Um, I don't think people feel comfortable um, with even telling their, their story. Um, so when, you don't, when you're not feeling comfortable telling your story, um, you won't even get to where Jesus has, has changed your life. Uh, so I think people are even worried about the fact that their story isn't exciting. Um, so for me, my story isn't exciting. I was I was four. Um, I think that's quite that's exciting. Yeah, no, but, but some yeah. Christians would feel Little that four-year-old Reg. Yeah, but yeah, he was cute. cute. <laughs> <laughs> some people would feel that their story isn't exciting, um, and because their, their their story wasn't, oh, I, you know, um, I stabbed ten people, or uh, I did mm. drugs, or I got into prostitution, um, yeah. that that won't carry across to someone's life being changed. How so did you change that for you then? How did you, because obviously that is your story. Yeah. So how did you change that where you got to the place of thinking, I have to tell people? Uh, I think just the truth of who Jesus is. Um, I've seen it too many times where um, uh, people haven't accepted Jesus or found out who Jesus is and their life has spiraled out of control. 
And I'm thinking to myself, well, if I know who Jesus is, uh, I, I tell Woolwich all the time that it's highway robbery for me to know, for example, where a million pounds is. I can go there daily, get a million pounds, and not tell someone else who's in a horrible situation, hey, listen, you can just go there and get a million pounds, sure. your life will be better. Yeah. Now, Jesus is better than a million pounds. Um, and so I think to myself, I n I've got some good news I need to tell people. Jim, um, have you ever been afraid? Can you think of a situation where you're like, I know I need to tell that person about Jesus, oh, yeah. I'm afraid? Oh, yeah. Uh, so this, um, it was one Sunday. Um, I was out with some friends. Uh, we had just come out of uh, Nando's because uh, I love Nando's. They have the We have no copyright best. to talk about Nando's. <laughs> Sorry. Dixie I, Chicken. I went to a South African Portuguese <laughs> restaurant <laughs> where they famously make chicken. <laughs> Um, and is but other <laughs> restaurants are available. Yeah, you can check out other places if you want. <laughs> uh, so we had just come out, and um, opposite us, there was a, a bus stop, and someone was sitting there. Um, you could tell they were, seemed sad, or something was something was on their heart. Um, and the group of people I was with, they were like, you, you should go speak to them. You should find out what's going on. Mm. I was like, I don't need to. You can do that. You've noticed it. You go do it. But um, yeah, they encouraged me. So I went over. Um, in my head, I had planned out what I was going to say, or I was going to start a good conversation with them, and then I was going to tell them about Jesus and how Jesus was going to help them in whatever situation they were in. And how did you get home? Um, well, I found out, uh, actually, I never got their name, but I found out they were headed to Edinburgh for Is their sisters. Is that why sisters. they were sad? Uh, I think so. It was their <laughs> sister's wedding. Apologies uh, to <laughs> Scottish people <laughs> listening to this podcast. <laughs> no, Edinburgh's great. It, it Edinburgh's is. Great. Edinburgh it is. is great. Uh, but yeah, he was getting a coach to Edinburgh for his sister's wedding. Um, and that's pretty much as far as the conversation went. I think the fear sunk in into, I knew I was going to, or I had to tell them about Jesus at that moment. But the fear sank in, and I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Um, so I left the conversation, said bye. I said, God bless you. And I was done. And to me, at that moment, I was like, I, I told them God bless you. That's it. That's all they needed to hear today. I'm good. I'm good. But yeah, I did allow fear to sink in um, and take over in that situation. So um, how, do we, how do we help people if they're afraid or they're feeling, you know, I might be rejected? What tips would we give people who are listening to this podcast saying, okay, I really do, I know I need to, I'm, I'm, I know I don't feel maybe urgent enough, but the fear and the rejection are the things yeah. that are big obstacles in my life. What tips would we give them to overcome? Yeah, so I would say, um, uh, firstly, know that it's a command of God. Uh, Jesus tells you, go into all the world and make disciples. Sure. Um, so firstly, know that this is what we're supposed to do. Mm. It's a mandate. Um, and then um, secondly, um, realize what's the worst that's going to happen to you. Yeah. They say no. Okay, cool. Um, you've done what you're supposed to do. Um, and then harness where, remembering where you once were. Um, I think sometimes we forget that now that I'm a Christian, life is um, better because I know my, dest my final destination. Mm -hmm. My present might not be great, but my final destination I know is cool. Um, and, and so we forget where we once were. Uh, we forget True. that um, for some of us life wasn't fantastic life was dark life was bleak um, and now that you've got Jesus you have an identity you have purpose yeah. and so don't rob someone else of finding that truth as well absolutely and I, I always remember what it felt like to not know Jesus mm. I still have that memory of what it felt like in the dark times in the difficult seasons to literally have no one to talk to. And mm. we've such high mental health uh, rates and such high suicide rates in our nation. 
if those things don't ma- motivate us to yeah. go and tell people about Jesus, I don't know what will motivate us. Because yeah. when you draw close to Jesus, his love for people is the overwhelming thing. Yep. And um, we've got to love people like Jesus loves people. Yeah. And that means, you know, laying down our fears. Yeah. You know, and it's not that you're not going to be afraid. It's feel the fear and do it anyway. That's what I yeah. tell my children. You're, yeah. You know, you've got to just do it. And trust, and then often when you step out, God goes ahead of you. He's already, you know, ordained those conversations. He's gone before you. So God always helps you by his spirit in those situations. But thanks, guys. I think that's really helpful. I think, you know, it's a great start in our Go Viral series. And I really hope uh, for all the listeners that you tune in to episode number two. For more information, please visit our website www.thenetchurch.co.uk and follow us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Netchurch. See you next time.